Hi, Hebra. I hope this post finds you as well as can be uh, in the trying circumstances, especially those with young kids. Tough, tough, tough. Uh, nevertheless, Hashem gives us koach, and hopefully this message or post will give you a bit of chizuk and some chomer lidrush for, for Pesach. I'd like to analyze the, para, the Abadimayinu paragraph in the Haggadah. Um, I gave this shear over uh, yesterday um, here in Australia, one of these Zoom shearim, and uh, the first part of the shear was cut off. So I'm going to try and reconstruct it from memory and then stop and send you the actual recording as it was recorded off the, the original shearer. So there may be two sections to this, this post. Um, in analyzing the, this particular paragraph, ending with uh, I'd like to concentrate uh, on two things. One is the, the big message. The message is, um, what what could I share with you? What do I take away from this whole COVID experience uh, and the virus being so close, almost as a preamble, uh, through to Pesach? Um, I don't believe I'm going to share with you something completely original uh, because I think the message is understood by all. But I believe that um, I can contribute a, a delightful packaging to the nature of the message and also segue it into an opportunity to talk about it at your Seder. Just one last word of introduction, and that is that the Chidush I'm going to share with you, the base Chidush was a Chidush that I read many years ago. In fact, I was still in high school when, um, when the sad news of Ravaria Kaplan's uh, passing reached us. Uh, we're talking about the year 1983. And um, I was uh, I was in high school at the time, and um, I have to say that Rabaria Kaplan's writings uh, were of the most inspirational, probably the most inspirational writings that I'd ever read in my uh, young life at the time. If Torah could be packaged like that, um, it had such koach to Makarov. And in fact, uh, as we all know well, he was he was to NCSY a uh, a beacon of light. Anyhow. He had left over so many unfinished shirim, and they put out a they put out a volume um, called the Arya Kaplan Reader. Um, some of you may know of the volume. You can try and see if you can get it online. Uh, you know, there's a set of there's a set of essays in this particular book. No, no particular order or major theme. It's just what notes that they found uh, on shirim that he had given the year before he passed away. He passed away in January '83. And uh, these notes were apparently from Ashur in 1982. And the, the book was published uh, in September of 83. He passed away in January, as I mentioned. Anyhow, that's where I get the, the basic concept, the Shur, that's where I read the Chirush from. It's the Chirush of the Arizal, uh, on the nature uh, and the deep dimensions of Pesach. The Shur is called The Rectification of Adam's Sin. Um, if you can't get the book or you can't find it online and you want to actually see the writings in the original, just send me a post. I'll take pictures of the few pages of the Chirush and then send it to you. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to use his Chirush as the basis for um, our global message as such. Uh, on a more focused level, which means how to segue the big message into the Haggadah, I've chosen to do it through this analysis of Avadima Inu, focusing on on two points, two major points. One is 
We all know Avadim Ayinu Lefaro Mitzrayim. The question is, can we answer why in particular Mitzrayim was chosen as the destination through which Am Yisrael would live out the prophecy of the Brit Ben Abitarim um, of our enslavement uh, culminating uh, the 400 years. Of, of the pathway to slavery was left open, as the Rambam tells us uh, when trying to answer how Paro was still punished by Kosh Baruch Hu for fulfilling what seemingly Hashem had already ordained. One of the most famous questions on, uh, on the nature of this relationship between Hashem and Paro. Um, and the Rambam tells us succinctly that uh, one of the ways that we justify Hashem punishing Paro is to state that Hashem, yes, predicted that there'd be uh, an enslaver of Am Yisrael, but the oppressor was not named. And since the oppressor was not named, it was up to each and every single nation to, to weigh up the ethical nature of this uh, concept of whether a person should enslave another people and what they should do and what the right and wrongs behind it are. And therefore, anybody who makes a choice to go down this path um, is responsible. No one, Akash Baruch Hu did not predict that you would do it. He, he predicted that there would be uh, this challenge, this ethical challenge thrown at many potential people in the world. And it was your, your job to take a step back from getting involved in such a, an ethical dilemma. So the, the pathway to, the, to slavery was left open, ambiguous. Uh, and yet we know that um, Mitzrayim became the center of attention as, as a result of this. Um, we uh, we need to understand why that why that is so. Why Dafka Mitzrayim? It could have been it could have been a, a any host of people could have taken that that job, so to speak. That's question number one. Why Dafka Lefaro be Mitzrayim? We were Avadim. Um, the second sentence: Vayotzeinu Hashem Elokeinu Misham Biyad Chazaka Vezoinu Tuyakush Baruch took us out of Mitzrayim miraculously. Um, this is not my focus. Uh, neither is the next sentence that uh, we would have remained slaves on a, an, an emotional, psychological level, uh, physical possibly as well, if Akash Baruch hadn't removed us from Mitzrayim. Uh, these two sentences are not really the focus of my analysis. I'm trying to understand why we were in Mitzrayim as slaves. And number two, the next part of the, the last two sentences, if you will, um, have a kind of a unique focus and that they tell us that we have a mitzvah So there's a kind of a, a, a kind of a zooming in to the fact that all intelligent, intelligent, knowledgeable, great people, wise people, should not see themselves exempt at all. But it's almost like there's a kind of a push here, dafka for people with uh, with 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 with. Uh, respectable intelligence need to realize that this mitzvah is at them as well. And therefore it gives a, the, the, the colors the mitzvah a little bit. Why is there so much uh, focus on people who know a lot, pulling them into the mitzvah um, uh, with a certain kind of force here? In fact, the paragraph ends, therefore, the more you talk about it, uh, the better it is. Why? What do we think about that? Why is Why is there this Indian of Harizim Shubach in the in delving deeper and deeper into the story? So it's almost I'm trying to uh, put two questions in front of you here. Why Lefaro Mitzrayim where we have Adim, and number two, 
what was this concept of Dafka people who um, who know a lot, who are seriously intelligent, who are who are wise and studious, and have a lot of experience in in the world of machshava, um, need to really feel that this this uh, mitzvah of Sipur Yitzchak Mitzrayim is directed at them as much as it is as people who don't know, possibly even even more. So I'd like to join the dots between the opening lines of the paragraph and the concluding ones. Now, I'm just going to have to check uh, where this recording took off. But this is basically the platform on which um, I think the recording took over from over here. I'm just going to check it. I'm going to send the post now. And then part two will be the, will, will be the recording. Apologies for the interruption.